Hello and welcome to the Fortune and Freedom podcast, where Nigel Farage and Nikolai Hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance, investing, and politics. We hope you sit back and enjoy this episode. Well, hello, everybody. It's Rob Marstrand here. I'm just standing in for Nick Hubble this week, who's uh, not available. Um, here with Nigel Farage, and he's going to tell us a little bit after his tour of the US. He spent about five weeks there meeting lots of people, dozens or hundreds of people, and it would be great to get his insights on what he's picked up along the way. So hello, Nigel, and um, let us hello know how, how things are feeling in the US. Yeah, five weeks on tour. It feels like five years, I've got to tell you, meeting after meeting after meeting. Um, a slight feel of the 1970s here about the whole thing. Huge queues at petrol stations, you know, real shortages of energy. Uh, now, of course, that is because of the, the hack. Um, but interesting, isn't it, that America, for the first time in its history, became a you know, big export, first time in 70 years, a big exporter of oil. Um, and now, of course, uh, Biden is busy closing down an awful lot of America's energy production. Um, and perhaps people are getting a bit thoughtful about that. Inflation, everyone's talking about that. Uh, it's not a question of whether the USA will get inflation. It's got it already. Uh, and those last month figures at 4.2% rather prove that. So already we've seen some slight nervousness around the stock markets, uh, just about the direction of the economy under the Biden administration. Uh, the other issue, which is not directly economic, but interesting, I went down yesterday morning into Penal County, uh, which is a massive uh, county, an area the size of Connecticut, and went to meet the sheriff. Now, most of it is really bleak Arizona desert. And of course, the border crisis, you know, is on the news every day here in the States. Um, some estimates that maybe 700,000 have come through this year already. And you see the pictures of people being rounded up and abandoned kids at the border and all the rest of it. What I saw yesterday was a different dimension. We were 60 miles from the border. And yet all around us were, was camouflage kit, army combat fatigues, camouflage kit, rucksacks, overslippers that they wear, so they make no sound and leave no tracks in the desert. And these were the points at which, having taken six days to march from the border, hiding out at day by day, marching at night, 100% young men, all young, very fit men to make that journey of military age, all carrying large quantities of drugs, mostly the modern, really dangerous synthetic ones, and where we visited were the pickup points, where at the dead of night, these people get picked up and taken straight into the criminal gangs all over America. Absolutely horrifying to see that. Um, and I, I've said before on this weekly recording uh, that I think the Democrats are a lot more vulnerable than people realize. And when stories like that uh, and nervousness about the economy uh, starts to surface, I do honestly think uh, that we will see a very big comeback by the Republicans in the midterms next year. I mean, yeah, that's fascinating because this stuff isn't getting reported very frequently, I don't believe, and uh, it's going to come out eventually. I'm just touching on an economic point. I saw that, uh, that the Biden administration is talking about a $6 trillion budget for next year, which is going to come to something like a $1.8 trillion deficit, which is 8 or 9% of GDP, and debt's already around 130% of GDP. So do, do you have any thoughts on that? Because it seems stunning, the amount yeah. of money that's being spent. Well, it does, um, and it's a sort of money grows on trees type mentality that we're getting. Um, I mean, 
left-wing parties were always supposed to be taxed and spend, but boy, uh, Biden's administration really is. Um, I, I, I just think the other thing to look at is money supply figures. A massive increase in money supply in the USA. Now, unless Milton Friedman was completely and utterly wrong, and I don't think he was, uh, then we're going to see inflation significantly higher than 4.2% at some point before too long. And that will all come under a Biden presidency. So, so I, I think all of this uh, says to us, inflation's coming, is, 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 is going up. Um, and perhaps much of the boom we've seen in tech stocks, etc., cetera, uh, may be coming close to an end. Yeah, well, I agree with you, Nigel. Now, just um, changing tack slightly, uh, obviously in the UK, the big news has been the revelations and testimony that, uh, that Dominic Cummings has been giving about, about what he saw inside the government. Could you perhaps tell us a little bit about uh, how you see that and whether it has any implications? Well, seven hours of testimony. Um, it was said to me this morning from London on the phone by a journalist, there's enough content to fill the newspapers for the next month, <laughs> which there probably is. Uh, I don't doubt that much of what he said was true. I mean, I was absolutely ranting about this in February and March last year, March particularly. You know, when Lombardy closed its borders and still flights were coming in from Milan's Malpensa with nobody being checked, nobody being advised to quarantine, uh, and Boris was negligent. I mean, there's no, there's no other way of looking at it. Um, Hancock, well, I mean, em emptying the hospitals of people and sending them into the old people's homes without testing them in many cases led directly to tens of thousands of deaths. I don't doubt any of that testimony at all in terms of its content, but kind of didn't we sort of really know this already? I think we did. Um, and it comes from Cummings, who I have publicly in the past said is a deeply unpleasant and very vindictive man. And that is what you saw on display yesterday. Somebody trying to damage uh, Boris trying to damage Carrie, trying to damage Hancock. I mean, I can't stand Hancock personally, but classic greasy pole careerist. Um, but I kind of think in the end, he damages himself even more than he hurts them. And I just don't think this matters for Boris. We know he got things wrong, but we also know the leaders of many other Western countries got things wrong as well. Uh, so no, Boris doesn't get hurt by this particularly at all. Um, and, you know, relative... To France and Germany and Italy, uh, you know, the UK economy remains in a, in a relatively good place. Yeah, well, it's good to get your perspective because it's essential that we know whether there could be a, you know, some sort of bid for the Tory leadership, which creates political instability, which is something that investors have to think about. So it's, it's great to hear your perspective. No, no, no. And of course, I know all the players personally. And no, 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 no. Boris, Boris can do no wrong. Boris at the moment walks on water. I mean, he's not even vaguely conservative in most of the things that he stands for, but there is no opposition party. You know, socialist Labour is unconscious on the floor. Um, and no one's going to challenge, nobody in their right minds is going to challenge Boris Johnson on the back of a vicious personal attack from Dominic Cummings. Well, Nigel, thank you very much for your perspective. Uh, enjoy the rest of your trip in the US. I know it's uh, drawing to the close fairly yes. soon. And yes. uh, we look forward to welcoming you back in the UK shortly. I'll be there next week. Thank you.